You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. This is uh, Jim Bereft of The Dial on Twitter. I am absolutely furious. I can't even tell you. I'm losing my voice from yelling about this absolutely horrible signing. What in the name of God? What in the name are they even thinking? I, I, I saw a while ago somebody posted a tweet that the psychic toll that we have to pay for 20 years of sports dominance in Boston is heavy, and that has once again been proven. Hi there, my name is Don Sweeney. I am the GM of the Boston Bruins. You know, um, the start this year has been real great. And so I was contemplating in my singles bathtub last night, how in God's green earth could I possibly take a 10-1 start? Or some of our best players are hurt, but we keep finding ways to win. How could I possibly fuck this up? Well, I'll tell you. I just went on the black market and decided to look for the most scummy people that I could possibly find in this hockey team. It's not like our captain just signed a team-friendly deal just to make another run because he likes being here and all. It's not like he's busted his ass for years and years to create a great positive locker room culture or anything. So why don't I just don't go ahead and spit in his face? Oh, I'll, I'll Krejci too, you know. I fucking hate that guy. Why don't we go ahead and I'll just spit in his face too and just sign a complete and utter toolbox who hates, hates, hates people of different races and uh, uses horrible, horrible, horrible pranks and offends uh, pretty much everybody in the whole city. Yep, that's me, Don. I, uh, I, I fucking I hate the fans. I, uh, I, hate, I hate everything. You know, I hate joy. Uh, have a good night, guys, and uh, um, go Leafs. I mean, go Bruins. Yes, yes, go Bruins. Uh, the one thing I, I wanted to say, and I got kind of wanted you guys to get your guys' thoughts on it, was that I think we should, you know, just put our thoughts and our, our you know, our not condolences, but our good, our good thoughts to uh, the family of, of, of the victim uh, of this case because. No, this is definitely tough for them, and I just want to make sure that, you know, as, you know, as much as this is tough for the Bruins, it's very frustrating. I think it's also very frustrating for them, and so I just wanted to make sure that people remember that, is that it's important that we make sure we give our good thoughts and, uh, and kind of supporting uh, that those people because, you know, they, they definitely um, are going through a, a tough one with this signing. Hi guys, it's Moloff the Raptor 23. I, uh, I can't make sense of this at all. I get that injuries are, you know, maybe they're pressuring Sweeney and Neely to do something. Um, and granted, you know, you look at the kids' numbers at the e- uh, ECHL level, they're they're pretty ridiculous for a defenseman. So yeah, I get it, there's a high ceiling there, but, you know, where was the weighing of the pros and cons here? I, ju- I just don't understand. There's no guarantee that this kid is going to produce at the NHL level. and. Really, at this point, just from a, sim- just a complete lapse of judgment, really, from Sweeney or Neely here, you've now pissed off not just your fan base in Boston, who really, you know, you were they, they fought back to their good graces with this start, and, you know, everything seemed all sunshine and rainbows. And then, you know, it's just, I want to know what the thought process was, because obviously they didn't, it's like, did you think people were going to like this? Did you think that this was going to be received well? I, I don't understand like the the thought process behind this at all, and it just seems like a really bad decision. And more so as a Boston fan, you know, it sucks that I'm going to have to hear about how how scummy our team is from other fan bases for the next I don't probably forever because of this. This sucks. Fucking wow! I don't think I've ever been this disappointed. Um, just even like putting aside all of the like racist implications, the ableist implications. The way that this like undermines the like great culture of this team, it's just so disrespectful. I'm, I'm not going to stop rooting for this team, but 
like. God. All right, folks. Another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. What is this, 97? We're so close to 100, guys. We're getting so fucking close. <laughs> Boys, this was, this was a very, very hard weekend. Uh, as a Bruins fan, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, as you guys heard in the opening, uh, a lot of you, a lot of you was very upset at the news on Friday that Mitchell Miller had signed a deal with the Boston Bruins. Guys, I don't want to talk about this long because we've been talking about it so much on Twitter, or at least me and Ian have. <laughs> All of mine have been on Discord and Reddit, so don't yeah. worry. I'm getting my toxic phone. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Not the but Discord. I, the Discord are lovely people. I love you guys to the moon, <laughs> but Reddit can fucking suck it. Yeah. It's this is a this is a topic that and, and you know what right before we started recording as we were waiting for andrew uh ian he, i think you said it best like i want it to be done but it feels like dickish to say that right because that's what the nhl wants too it's just like all right just forget about it now just just forgive everything and go away mm-hmm. and that's oh, exactly really, oh. the response you can't you can't have well, it's it seemed like that's what the bruins were kind of counting on yeah. yeah. And when I say Bruins, <laughs> when I say Bruins, I mean the organization, the front office, because we need to draw a line. And I, I feel like we have, and the fan base sees it, we have to draw a line between what the front office and organization is and what that locker room is. It is. It is. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm so proud of the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was, it was if not unanimous, as close to unanimous as it can get, our leadership stood up and cut no, no bullshit to the fans. Mm -hmm. They said, this is what we feel and we don't stand for it. It's against our culture. It took two days for Cam Neely to react to that. What was, what was Bergeron's exact quote after, after that happened? And I think I, I wrote it on the itinerary and this is what made me so proud to be a Bruins fan. Are you going to read it? Oh, I know. I was asking you. I was, I said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to read it, too. I, no, no, like, no. I, was, I, I was asking you, what did Bergeron say? I'll read it. <laughs> we hear you and we share your values. That's my fucking captain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it took him. I mean, God, they sent him out for damage control, which was just embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if that interview was originally for that purpose. Look, I mean, the problem is, and one of the things that pissed me off so much is, I said this on Twitter the other day too. Mm-hmm. This was a team going into that weekend, this past weekend, ten dubs, seven game win streak, and that's what they were being asked about. That is so mm-hmm. unfair no. to to the locker room who have been breaking their backs, bending over backwards, and that's what they had to answer. Right. I do. Speaking of answering, I do want to touch on a little bit of the Cam Neely, the Cam Neely. And oh, well, we will. We have yep. hundred percent. We will. Okay. Okay. I want to get just kind of a summation of your thoughts, having gone from not only just the actual signing, but now, wait, you know what? Let's just start initial thoughts for your signing. I think we're all on the same page. So Ian, why don't you give me your initial thoughts for the signing? The initial thoughts on the signing, the moment it happened, uh, I fell into a trap. <laughs> Not that I was like, all right, what? this sucks, but like, we're good. It was immediately like, what? Isn't this the guy? Because it had been a couple of years, right? And I couldn't, I didn't remember all the details. July and I even tweeted out, I really, really hope that he has made steps to be a much better human being. And like, we can we can watch this guy get better and better as a person like that was my opinion of it bad signing i don't like it but if we're doing this hopefully he has taken steps and then i looked into it and the steps weren't taken and i immediately went okay never mind i can't even get that far absolutely hate it cut him (laughs) yep uh, I had the same exact reaction as you did, Ian. My initial reaction was, okay, let's wait for the presser. Sweeney's presser is like 90 minutes after the signing broke. So I'm just like, okay, let's see what they have to say. Let's see what the organization has to say. Let's see what Neely has to say. It, 
Neely, I mean, sorry, Sweeney looked like he had a gun to his head the whole time. He, I don't think I don't think he was on board. And when your general manager can't be even can't even put on put on a, a diplomatic face or even a even like you know a, pol- a politician's face about it, and someone who's really good at the politician shit. Sweeney's really good at that. Say what you will about him, but he's kind of a he's he's kind of a politician. That was that was enough for me to be like, I I, I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. I don't care that he ripped up the USHL as an overager. So let's not. He might not even be a good prospect. <laughs> he might be just a middling prospect who tore up a league that was below him. Like, it, it, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And not that that end, would have changed anything anyway. No, it wouldn't have changed anything anyway. But but I think in order to effectively decry this, you have to look at every angle. And that doesn't mean every angle is correct. <laughs> sure. But on a on a on a quick personal note, I don't like to I, I don't like to talk about it very much. But uh, first of all. You know, that kind of sounded like a gun. That for yeah. a second, the, oh, the, oh, no. a little harsher than, uh, than the typical opening of a can. It was a beer. It was a beer. I'm not. It was a beer. As somebody who lives with a disability, and I'm not going to I'm not going to say that what I went through is nearly even on the scope of what Isaiah Mayer Crothers went through. Seeing this made me kind of sick. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. So, especially when uh, all of the here's what he's done has come out, and uh, we'll get into that too. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah it's not so, great. To the, your point, though, on the Sweetie thing, where he seemed like he had a gun to his head, the presser started after the emis- initial media response. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not ready to say Sweeney was not on board. He might have just been walking into a scenario where he went, this is a literal beehive. Please help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was, I think he was figuring out how pissed off everybody like was about it in real time and had to pivot. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's completely reasonable. I think that's completely reasonable. I just don't want to give anyone credit right now. And and that's, and that's completely fair. That's completely fair. And, and, and let's be completely honest. Nobody here looks good on either side. No. So. And guess what? The team still doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. The organization still doesn't look good. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to have to wear this for a little bit. And honestly, like I thought about it and it's like, oh man, well, Sweeney didn't seem a hundred percent on board, but he was on board enough that he went ahead with the plan. If you really don't like something <clears throat> so much and you know, it's wrong right off the bat. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You quit. You speak up. You walk away. Yeah. If my job, and don't get me fucking, don't get it twisted. Like my job is nowhere near the pressure of running the Boston Bruins. But if my boss had me do something unethical or questionable, Mm -hmm. there's no way I stick it out. Mm -hmm. I walk away. I have like your moral code, your values, whatever. That's all you have in that moment. And if you just go along with it because it's like, you know what, maybe he's right or maybe maybe the thought is right that this is probably going to suck for a little bit. There's going to be some blowback, but this will be fine and it's worth taking the risk. It's not work, worth taking a risk. They didn't fucking vet anything out as they said they did to the point that I don't even think they were aware that he wasn't even eligible at that moment to play in either league. When, I- when Cam said... I th- we fa- we had new information. What was his answer at the press conference when they asked him what was the new information? Then nobody the family hadn't been contacted. Yes. That's bullshit. That's, That's bullshit. not the only reason. That's also a lie. Yeah. yeah. Not that they hadn't been contacted. They absolutely had not been. But the fact that you didn't know that, fuck mm-hmm. off. But but the fact that that's the only thing that you didn't know. No, what it was was you underestimated the blowback. You mm-hmm. underestimated the the locker room's willingness to stand up for themselves and you underestimated the entire i don't don't even know where else and hockey at large you know what i was kind of like pumped about this is a weird like silver lining is so the news breaks and everyone does their 
they're dunking on us, which I mean, we dunk on other teams, so they do it. So everyone's like, oh, it'll, it'll fit in with Bruins fans, racist assholes, uh, all this stuff. And then we basically crashed the Bruins site by sending in so much shit to them to like stop this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe he won't fit in with Bruins fans. Maybe this fan base for the most part. And look, they, there were a lot of people most people agreed with us right and like this is a terrible idea what are we doing do not have this guy on the team there were There's some no people, scenario where it's worth it either right no. there were some people who i thought came in I, I mean on my youtube channel and in the discord who had insightful discussions about it mm-hmm. right who were like i'm hesitant let's talk about it they weren't ready to just say it was a bad idea which is like what an adult can do is they can discuss it And I just, for those of you who disagreed for whatever reason, and you had discussions about it, thoughtful discussions. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) For those of you who immediately just started screaming politics, which blew my mind. I don't know how this has anything to do with politics. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, like, what are you doing? This is an adult way to do this. And that ain't it. I saw I saw a particular a particular poster spamming the short shift Twitter, which I still lurk, by the way. So it's not like I don't see some shit. And I saw somebody who was trying to go after Thomas, calling him, uh, calling our podcast specifically a bloodthirsty mob. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't even us, us specifically. He was tagging every single person that he could, mm-hmm. like uh, Ty Anderson and other podcasts, like yeah. Black and Gold and all that stuff. Just basically saying we were all high and mighty and all that stuff. And it's just like, dude, you're doing this from a nameless faceless account that you created two weeks ago. And your only followers were like porn spam bots, stuff like that. It's just, <laughs> if you're going to, if, if you need to tweet from an account like that, you know, you have a shitty opinion. Mm-hmm. I had really that simple. People, I had multiple people that, because my take was, uh, he has not yet, sh- yet shown the remorse that he deserves a second chance mm-hmm. at playing in the most privileged hockey league on the planet. And let's that, be clear, that's my he take, might right? Not any, he might not ever. He might not ever. But so I, a privilege. I put that point across and people called me a bully for it. <laughs> they said I was bullying Mitchell Miller. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a crazy take to yeah. me. <laughs> it's just there's a bananas amount of people. And I'm not saying it's like the majority or anything like <clears> that, <throat> but there was a bananas amount of people sticking up for him. And you know what? I'm gonna be real simple with this. Does everybody enjoy or does everybody deserve a second chance? The, the I hate to say this because I'm not, but the Christian thing would be like, yeah, everybody deserves a second chance. The, the, to be a good person, you should be like, okay, everybody deserves a second chance. I'm not convinced this kid does <laughs> just because of the way he's handled it. Yeah, this happened years and years ago, but it was over the course of many years. And yeah, he's had, what, three years since he's gotten he got drafted and then immediately cut? Yeah. So in those three years, what did he do to showcase that he is becoming a bigger person? And a better person. Anything that he did was court mandated. And that's, and that's so, so the whole idea of second chances, whatever. There isn't a I don't even that. fucking care about yeah. this kid whatsoever. He means nothing to me. Like if he never touches NHL or AHL ice, it's not going to fucking change anything in my life. Just Selfishly, how did I feel when this signing happened? I was disgusted. I was disappointed and I was disenfranchised. Ian, me and you have talked about this a little bit on the podcast and off podcast. The idea of what happened with the Blackhawks and that entire scandal and then the teammates not coming to his aid and instead standing up for the organization when they know full fucking well that that was the wrong thing to do. Me and you both said, if that happened to my organization, I don't know if I can still be a fan. Mm-hmm. If it was not for the strength of our locker room, Patrice Bergeron, Nick Foligno, Brad Marchand, all coming out and immediately condemning the move and saying that they were disgusted too, I don't know if I would be doing this podcast tonight. I would mm-hmm. probably need a little bit of a timeout from this fucking team at the very least. Sure. And that's completely fair. 
selfishly, this hurt a lot of Bruins fans because we didn't want to look at our organization in that light. So fuck mm-hmm. Cam Neely and fuck Don Sweeney and fuck anybody else who was involved in that decision for making all of us question our fanhood in any fucking way. That is fucking ridiculous. And I'm so pissed off with these guys. Do I think they should get fired? I don't fucking know yet because I don't think anybody's being honest right now. Well, that's that is it is who's who's actually being honest. We know the agent isn't. And the agent just came out God on almighty on on, on uh, what is it? Cam and Strick podcast. Yeah, Cam and Strick podcast. Yeah. He comes out and says basically that Isaiah and uh, Miller were in conversations with each other for the last month frequently. Yeah, 30 days. And that Isaiah had given Mitchell Miller a blessing to play. Like that's that's this is what he's saying. It's like Isaiah just hasn't come out and said like no 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 it's okay yet. But like he they had this discussion, and not an iota of proof was ever offered. Obviously, and the the agent, Mr. King, right? King Eustace King, yes, Eustace King, had already been caught less than forty eight hours earlier in a lie talking about what organizations Mitchell Miller has worked with in the past couple of years. And those organizations come out and be like, hey, uh just so you know, no he fucking didn't. You guys actually ignored us. Do you want to know what the, to you. the hilarious part of it is? What? Two of them said, no, you didn't. You ignored us. Another two said this was his court mandated volunteering. Hmm. Do you love it? You love it. So with the agent lying, I'm going to just or being caught in lies. I'm going to have a hard time believing what he said on the Cam and Strick podcast, especially because Isaiah has just spoken to the Bruins organization and basically told them, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like clearly this is the people are still lying. What are we doing? What was uh, my my uh, my I guess there was no favorites in this, but. <clears throat> My favorite part of the cam, the Monday morning presser that Cam put out, uh, Ty Anderson asked, um, "Did you feel misled by the ant by by the agent?" And Cam said, "I can't get into that right now, unfortunately. Yeah. There's Feels a legal like, battle yeah. about to happen." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yes, I mean Miller might sue. I mean, if yeah. if they feel like they represented themselves correctly, which is a wild take at the moment, mm-hmm. then they will likely sue if the Bruins try to get fully out of the contract. And you know what? If the Bruins have to eat three million in cap space over the next three years, well, fucking we deserve it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's ultimately, and I guess my last thing I'll say about this before we get to talk about fun hockey shit is none of this needed to happen. What mm-hmm. was the desperation to sign this guy, knowing full well that there was going to be some level of blowback. He what, probably becomes what, our best right-handed defense prospect. That's literally the only reason I could come up with, and it's a pathetic reason. It's pathetic. It's, I don't... I just... It's pathetic. Yeah. The, pathetic. the implication was that other teams were also in on this. Yeah. And when you look at the contract, we have given him the most... Uh, the, the highest yearly salary the highest bonuses uh possible and then the highest signing bonus as well he, he get he got two hundred forty seven thousand five hundred dollars in signing bonuses and nine hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in base salary so we were competing with other teams clearly we sure were but it doesn't make it any better no it doesn't but that's like that was the bruins whole like if another team they literally said sweeney basically literally said this is if other teams are going to do it why wouldn't we mm-hmm I mean, that's a me paraphrasing massively. No, that's literally did. what he said. I mean, yeah. no, to look at the, he said, we have to look in the mirror and ask, why not us? Yeah. Yes. We just told you, why not you, motherfucker? Yeah. Brutal. If you're going to go out and, and finally win a, a, a bidding for a free agent, can it not be this dick bag? <laughs> can it be that, somebody else? You know what I mean? That was brutal. Oh, yeah. no. That made me Jake Furtanen got signed to a PTO by uh, Edmonton, and the blowback for that was fierce. Yeah, like what did you think was gonna happen here what Ugh. did you think was gonna happen here it, it is tone deaf at very least it's tone deaf at <laughs> very least i'm Brutal. not sure anybody should be fired but there <sighs> somebody's somebody's gonna take the sword on this and i and i'll give cam the tiniest bit of credit that he took some level of responsibility but i'm not gonna give really anybody credit and this organization deserves no points 
for coming out and finally doing the right thing after doing the wrong thing so pathetically. He did yeah. announce that he was going to pay for Isaiah Mayor Crothers additional counseling today. Hell yeah. yeah. Give when him a scholarship to something. Spoke, like, can't yeah. we do more than that? He did. Mm -hmm. He did contact the mother today. Uh, well, yesterday, but today. And they had, according to Steve Conroy, the Boston Herald, they had a nice conversation. And that's what the, that's what the, uh, the uh, finality was. Mm -hmm. So I'll give Neely a little tiny bit of credit, but if that that's like saying you found the remote after the house burned down. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, if, if it comes out that Eustace King and Miller's camp, and I do believe that Mitchell Miller was like people. I mean, he's 20, right? I believe I'm right about that. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who have been around the league a lot longer, particularly this agent that are telling him what moves they need to make. Right. Like, I do believe that not to give this guy an out, not to give Miller an out. I need but to if ask Eustace this. King is just lying up and down and lying to, to all these organizations. I, okay, need, cool. I need to ask this. Why is Mitchell Miller worth going down with the ship for? Somebody please ask him. Please, somebody please ask him that. And can you come up with any reasons besides I'm in too deep? I have to, I have to try and lie more i mean what is what well, this that, man this man ran a 300 100 million dollar business for the nhl and the and the uh, hockey diversity alliance who by the way nuked him from fucking orbit today yeah i don't know why he's making the decisions he is but if he lied up and down about this then i am much more comfortable being like okay we don't i'm mad at the organization for not vetting properly but like, I don't need someone someone's head to roll the organization if the agent was misrepresenting information. Yeah, like that's an agent's job is to come with you with this stuff. Now again, yeah, there should it's be also the front vetting. office's. Yeah, it's also the front office's job, especially uh, a front office consisting of two guys who are already uh, on the hot seat as far as I was concerned before this season started. Like yeah. this was such a crucial off season. What a wild miscalculation to make when you're on the fucking hot seat. This was yeah. a this was a crucial offseason that they did a great job that they did a great job with, and in less than two and a half weeks, they pissed it all away. In in a hot streak too. Yeah. Let's talk about that hot streak. Yeah, let's. Can we please talk about hockey? Thank seven. You. By the way, seven guys, games you. in a row. Yeah. Thank you for talking about this. This was, no, it's fine. Really appreciate it. But seven games in a row. This team. Firing on all cylinders, deflating day. They go up into Toronto. Mediocre game. Mm -hmm. Only lost two one. I do Mark feel I like if they him. had any sort of yes, <laughs> that is true. I feel like if they're mentally, if they were mentally sharp or focused in that game, uh, it could have gone a different way. Uh, but they came back immediately and get a three one dub the other night, and a new streak will begin. This is the best team in hockey right now. Yeah. I, I thought the Leafs played a tremendous game, too. I think that was a perfect storm. They played their game of the year. Like, they were. I, I mean, I've, I've been saying it all year. Yeah, we've been laughing at them, but, like, all their underlying numbers were like, hey, guys, we're still really fucking good. We're just yeah. have a low shooting percentage right now. Tavares had a good game last tonight. Yeah. They, honestly, holding them to two goals, I was kind of like, you know what? I'll fucking take it right now. This is a yeah. close game. You lose one eventually. Fourth game of a four-game road trip. You went three and one on the road trip, and the team played great that you were playing against, and you still were in there till the very end. Mm -hmm. I actually, I, I walked away from that game, be like, I don't feel any worse about this team on the ice. Nope. No, no, I, I, it was hard to even really focus on what you were seeing on the ice that night. Yes, I you feel it's like I cannot. I cannot mentally feel worse about this organization right now. This loss doesn't matter to me. It didn't affect me. No, I was, I was focused on other shit. Mm -hmm. uh, the Rangers game felt great. Yeah. Uh, I was, just, yeah. That game was super close until the third. Until yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Real close till it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, this team can, when they turn it on and the same thing in the Leafs game too, because through the first two periods, the, the Bruins weren't even particularly competitive Good. with that team. The Leafs were doing a great job shutting down lanes. Yeah. That we, we couldn't get into the zone and set up and actually get into high danger chances. Krejci was like four steps behind, which you kind yeah, of, you kind of expect with the rust. With rust. 
But the third period, we were right in it. And the Leafs were puckered, man, the whole time. They're like, God, just don't let them take this game, please. Mm-hmm. Even after Samsonov left, they, they put in Jogren? Jogren. Jogren played a great game to finish that off. He did, yes. Yeah. He did. Uh, but Thomas, to your point, like th- this team, could, they can turn it on, and it just gets so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I love this team. Yeah. I, I just, just, I am so proud to be a fan of the people of, of the guys on the ice. Yep, just my heart. <laughs> they fought. They fought, and even though they had the, that was the would you call that the worst game of the season? Certainly, their flattest. The, as uh, the Maple Leafs game, yeah, yes. yes. Uh, as far as goaltending goes, that Senators game still rings very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for that and one. Yeah, we still had the game tied or within one. <laughs> yeah, can I ask you something, Thomas, about this Rangers game that you won the week on, and then you decided to dunk on us some more with a perfect score on the Blues one too? Yeah, sorry about that, dude. You you won it in game one, just brutal. Um, it happens. I don't know if it's ever happened before. So when we scored that goal early in the third to take the lead, and then we allowed one like what forty seconds later or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Did it all of a sudden last year just flood back into your mind just so brutally as soon as they tied it up directly after we got the lead? No. No. It nothing nothing flew uh back into my feelings watching that. Uh it was too good of a game, man. I wasn't thinking about anything but what was ahead of uh ahead of them in the on the ice. It, it just, you never, you never, I, I certainly haven't felt downtrodden about this team once, even when we were down 6-3 to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Just, you just know that they're going to keep fighting. It was not something, yeah, exactly. It's like they don't, there's no quit. The team's fighting like crazy. Mm-hmm. But it was, honestly, it felt the same as the, the Blues game. That was a real tight game. Mm-hmm. And then the third fun. period shows up, and you know they're what's going to happen. They're bad. Blues are bad. They are I'm, bad. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about something I noticed over the last two games, and it's because the Blues are bad that I got more concerned about it. The Leafs did a great job defensively, and they they got in all of our lanes, and all of a sudden we were outside, right? We were outside in the offensive zone, just circling, trying to get an actual chance. And then the Blues did the same fucking thing to us. And the refs swallowed their whistle after the first four penalties midway through the fucking first. <laughs> The refs swallowed their whistles, and that hugely benefited the Blues in this one. Sometimes refing goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. I'm not, like, bitching about the refs in this. But they did swallow them for that game. And the team that couldn't grab the puck really benefited from it. But we couldn't create high-danger chances. It's weird. All the lanes have been drying up the last 120 minutes on the ice. It's just strange. There's film out. That's it. There's uh, people, uh, teams are adjusting. Even Barubi, the fucking husk of a man is has the film uh, sheldon keith also husk has the film and there's adjusting now n- now comes the real coaching for jim montgomery is adjusting to the adjustments um i'm i'm not as concerned because the last set the last seven minutes of the third period uh the bruins the bruins generated 11 high danger scoring chances and by the way, that doesn't even count Trent Frederick's goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't a high danger chance. Do you want to talk about Freddie at all? Do you want to say anything? I think we him? need to address the fact that just a week ago on the podcast, this this kind of goes back. Do you remember that fucking heater streak that I had last year where I would call out somebody each week? Show sure do. I thought and then of it. the following week, they have the uh, the best week possible. That was yep. like two months long. That's more than a hot streak. Yeah, it was It was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of what Ian accomplished last week. Yay. By suggesting suggesting perhaps he's the guy to get moved. Trent Frederick listens to the podcast confirmed. Fred, yes. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie looked engaged this week. He had He's, he's making the most out of a, a good amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. He's getting time. Yeah. And he's and he's getting chances now. The the goal in the the uh, Blues game was ridiculous. It was just it was garbage. It was silly goal. Do you remember? Do you remember that goal that Bleed scored last year on Halak? Same energy, just yeah. a harmless wrist shot between between the circles. They all count. The with a def- with yeah, the goal scores touch, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If Pasta put that in. We would have been like, oh, Pasta out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we. No, need- it, was a, it was it was a terrible goal that Bennington gave up. Fuck Bennington. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, but we have to we have to give Freddie credit. 
call him out one week. He steps up the following week. So who are we, who are we calling out this week, boys? Well, hold I mean, on, hold on. Before we get there, Felito took his spot yeah. on the third line. Mm-hmm. And looked very good. deservedly, very yeah. deservedly. Frederick belongs on the fourth line if he belongs on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think this week changed that for me at all. He did get more. He did get more minutes. He was rewarded by by Montgomery. And conversely, um, Craig Smith was demerited. Frederick has one thing. Terrible minutes. Frederick has one thing that Smith does not. And right now, offensively, they're the same. Frederick's great in his own zone. Oh, I thought you were going to say freckles. Oh, what a cherub. What a cherub. <laughs> want to pinch those chubby cheeks. He'll punch you. I mean... Don't finish that. Anyway, we're not going to go there. <laughs> uh, I have one other thing I'm going to ask you because I promised, I promised somebody I would ask this. Um, the penalty shot for Marchand in the Leafs game. Samsonov yep. is dead. That man is dead. He yep. is dead. It was brilliant. It was amazing. We love it. Do you think ever since that Flyers flub on the, the shootout <laughs> that it has changed his entire routine? 100%. Yeah, his approach is different. Our yeah. comedies on YouTube was the one who pointed this out to you on YouTube and said, and Discord. he's like, yeah, and he just went, hey, he's staring at the puck the whole way up to it. <laughs> Do you think he's changed that? Yeah. Well, now he's not alone because Bo Horvat fucking did that. Did you see that, dude? He just left it behind. He he carried it with him and then just and just let it go. I guess it's he made a weird. comment. This is actually the best part of it. He he. Uh, some fan made a comment that him not getting the shootout goal cost a fan a three hundred dollar uh, parlay. Mm-hmm. And Horvat goes, "Send me your Venmo." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knew. Horvat's going to score a billion goals this year. He is yeah. ripping it up, and he's yep. and he's going to get fantastically overpaid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Probably by the Canucks. <laughs> Do it. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> classic comedy. Game winning goal by Jackson Nika tonight, by the way. Shout out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice little play, too. He created two turnovers uh, mm-hmm. in, in one little sequence. So good job. Good for him. Good for him. He Love was all team. they needed. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Let's it. not get too that's far it. here. He that earned me an has been solved. He earned me an extra three points in fantasy because I, I have a. You have, I have De- No, I have Demko's backup. Why would I have Stanika? Get the fuck out of here. Come on. <laughs> it's not that deep. It's not a 30 team league. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. are you doing, bro? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, you, you just pick depth players that you think are going to go on a heater. And it's like, I just have a feeling. And you just win every week. That's what you got to do sometimes, man. Yeah, it really is. How many teams are in the league? Uh, 12. Ah, so it ain't, right, so it's a normal league. Yeah, it's a good league. It's it's competitive. <clears throat> but it's competitive. uh yeah, two two and one on this row or on this on this stretch, I guess, for the last week, because we did get back home. Mm-hmm. This team this team is crazy, dude. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that they came out and got this this win. Uh I needed it after a hard weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I think the fan base needed it. A reminder that this team can be fun. This this team is fun. It's okay to root for them. Yeah. But we do need to continue to, to, to hold them accountable. And I'm right. proud of this fan base, or at least the vast majority of it, proud of this fan base for, for standing up and in making this organization aware that you weren't going to stand for that shit. Mm-hmm. You're not happy with that shit. We're not just going to sit around and just let terrible things happen to this organization because they think they're getting some sort of fucking bargain. So kudos to all the fans listening to this. Kudos to all the fans who have interacted on social media, getting their voices out. I saw uh, a follower that, count exploding for the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, kudos. You, you guys all deserved that win and getting it over Bennington was just that much sweeter. <clears throat> fuck Jordan Bennington. Uh, fuck Bennington. He's been terrible this year and has made one of my predictions sound really good early on. Is, I, I, mm-hmm. Didn't you you said that they were going to be in the lottery, correct? I said there'll be a bottom eight team because Bennington has one of the worst seasons that you can imagine. And um, oh boy, we're thirteen yeah. game. We're thirteen games in. Take a guess on what Ryan or plus minus is a dog food stat, but it's good for it's good for extreme cases. You know what Ryan O'Reilly's plus minus is? Uh, minus six. 16. 
Jesus Christ. 16. Isn't Tori Krug like minus 13 or something on that team right now? And O'Reilly in 13 games. This is a contract year for him, by the way. One goal, zero assists. Minus minus 16. Good. (laughs) Fuck him. (laughs) Not love it. Just keep him away from a Tim Hortons. I don't don't hate Ryan O'Reilly the way I hate Bennington, though, by any means. No, I hate Ryan O'Reilly too because he went God mode in that cup final. So I don't think we... At the time of last recording, I don't think we talked about the length of time that Swayman and Forbert are missing. Yeah. Six to eight. Right, well, we didn't really know at that point. Yeah. We did it, was the, it was the day after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just announced that Forbert was having surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so the day after, it was announced that Forbert's out six to eight weeks. And Swayman is week to week, which yeah. is promising to me. I would guess at least three to four weeks for swimming, honestly. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if nothing got torn, it got sprained to the high heavens. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad it's not a torn ACL. Yeah. I am mostly confident in Keith Kincaid for a couple of weeks as a backup playing every fourth game, right? He's playing I, against I'm, Vancouver uh, this week, by the way. Which yeah. will be interesting, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I if I was If I was a year younger, man, this sentence... What? <laughs> Forbort is so missed on this squad. Yeah. The shot blocking, the just being that big presence, moving bodies away from the net. Uh, he is so missed right now. And it is, it's so obvious on the ice what they're like, what the difference was in certain defensive structures Shout at out. times against the Leafs. Shout out to pod listener Burston bloom who's on the bruins network discord that i'm on you just turned his brain into yogurt good job ian <laughs> i don't i don't know this gentleman but i apologize for your now delicious head <laughs> <laughs> i don't think yogurt say that man <laughs> yogurt's yummy what yep. key lime pie yogurt what are, you, what are you talking about right now i i <laughs> I don't know what I don't know how to build off of that. My brain works in a special way. Sure mm. does, buddy. <laughs> and Forbore is missed. I want to apologize. Really I want to apologize to him again now. <laughs> yeah. How much crow is it? How big's the plate? I mean, I was I was in the same way with Felino. I, I was like, look, he was bad for this huge chunk of time. But Forbore, it's different because. We go into this season, like, no, Forbort's going to be necessary. Late last year, we're, all right, he was a good part. He has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tremendous to start. Not not flashy, but we always had said this about Carlo. I didn't notice Carlo tonight. Good. He did his job. Yeah. Carlo was fantastic in the Toronto game. And Carlo's very offensive-minded lately. Yeah, he, when, when he when he's pinching down, when I, I will still admit that when he starts pinching down, my heart goes in, my heart goes into my throat. But. Something I've missed with Krejci. Oh my God, Krejci's not a fast guy. We know this, mm-hmm. but damn it, does he know how to play his position? Every time Carlo pinches, Krejci is flying to that point. Every time, mm-hmm. there's not, a, and obviously Bergeron does it too. But you get to the bottom six, and it's a little bit slower. But Krejci is so responsible mm-hmm. every time with these pinches. I just. When you see the, the defense go for it, just watch the team shift. It, ah, it's such mm-hmm. it's so nice to see, especially we, especially when you get when you get um, this isn't Carlo, but when you get sustained pressure in the power play, just watch the movement. The the results haven't been quite there, but you can see a lot of things taking shape now in the power yeah. play. Two for two against uh, the Blues. Which I believe we went five forwards on that second power play for a We did, like which I normally play. hate, but it worked. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? I just hated that we needed two for two and a great penalty kill to beat the fucking Blues. But hey, it's okay. It's They're still fine. NHL teams, okay. baby. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck Bennington. <laughs> Bennington basically had the best game of his year so far against us. We are so good at that. Take a goalie that just is playing terribly. Have him play the Bruins. Just make him look good. Yeah, play a play a goalie that's been playing really well, and all of a sudden they look average. But yeah, yeah. we call that the Dan Vladaj effect. Yeah, hey, how about that? <laughs> all right, what about I? I mean, I know that that uh, Andrew wants to talk about this. There's another injury that's that's making progress, though. Charlie Mack is checking off all the boxes, and Montgomery was non-committal to him playing against Calgary on Thursday. It's too damn early. God damn it. 
So that means a trade has to be made very soon. Mm-hmm. Now, I put this in the itinerary in the um, the Miller part, and I do kind of want to touch on it a little bit because I got a bit of news. Uh, Dom Tiano, shout out to Dom Tiano, said that one of the contacts he had at the NHL said they're not sure who they're supposed to talk to for for to facilitate a trade. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, so who's who's not sure who to talk to? The 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 other team. The other team who might be trying to go for Smith or Riley or someone else. But I Am I an idiot and I'm just not understanding what's going on right here because they don't know they don't know if someone's going to get fired. Oh, that's what you're saying. Oh. So, so I was like, is Sweeney still there? Is like, what just do you, happened? Do you, do you, I guess my question is, do you believe that this is going to have a far reaching effect on how other teams are going to do business with them? Because we need a trade and we need it soon. I hate to say this, but it's hockey, but teams are used to this shit at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Isn't it's a question worth asking. Up? I think it's a question worth, uh, worth asking. I also think it's a scenario where we don't have to make the decision right away because we could put four more on LTIR. Sure could. <laughs> we, we could we could kick the can down the road for sure. We, we could just, we could mm. just keep doing it. The silver lining of massive injuries to start the year over and over and over again. Yay! Free roster spots. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay. The cap is just a suggestion. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's our turn to manipulate the cap. Hell yeah! Do you, are you okay with the idea if he comes and plays by Calgary? I just, I just want them to be ready, ready. And obviously, Marshan looks great. But like, I, I'm going to feel like this in a month anyway, too. If he doesn't come back till the first week of December or something, I'd still feel like this. So, yeah, I guess. If he says he's ready, I'm, I'm in on it. I was yeah. going to say, is this part of this? It's just being protective? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I, just he... wanna, I want to baby him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a I baby. want a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, who does he play next to? Because lately there's been some debate about that. I want I, Lindholm and Grizz fucking 35 minutes a night. <laughs> um, maybe we ease him in a little slower than that. Thomas, what do you think? Uh, I would like to probably see Grizz because I think Lindholm is another number one defenseman. So oh, We are spoiled. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Okay. Does okay. Lindholm Clifton kind of fuck? A little bit, a little bit of fucking. It's yeah. a little bit of fucking. Is, there are rose, is, pe- there are ro- there are rose petals on the bed for sure. Like, I'm not saying that's a top pair in the NHL. No. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but like, it doesn't not look like one. <laughs> it's it's a real NHL top four at least. Like, they, they are they are creating crazy amounts of scoring chances. Contract your cliffy hockey. <laughs> I just, I, I like Chris Carlo. I don't really want to split him up. Obviously, McAvoy has to take over for Clifton. Clifton Forbort was like a bread and butter pairing. So when that all gets, oh, we're, we're going to have such a good defense when everyone's healthy. Oh. So but got I just, I'm actually genuinely going to be bummed that Linton Clifton is no longer going to be a pair. Yeah. Who am I right now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and Andrew, I heard you say there's a Boyle thing. He has, he struggled a little bit. He got benched. He got straight yeah. up benched. He Shocking, needs, right? He's got a, he's got some things to work out right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mental lapses and it's mental lapses behind the net. Like he mm-hmm. gets behind the net and it looks like, it looks like he's got fucking Jason from Friday the 13th behind him. He gets, he plays timid. And for somebody that, for somebody that's stout, nah, nah, man. Can't be yeah. doing that. I don't know what happened. This was not on my, even on a hot take, I'd be like, well, Zaboral's definitely in the lineup night to night. Like, mm-hmm. I was really, really high on him going into the season, but him and Strawman have really struggled. Strawman's not great either. <laughs> Which Strawman was supposed to be a depth guy anyway. But- uh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But Zaboral mm-hmm. wasn't. The Zaboral disappointment's more for me. Yeah. I do think at some point in the season we'll we will be able to rely on him him a little bit more, but uh, he's definitely he's got some work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and, and honestly, dude, think about what this team is right now. He might be one of the very few disappointments at this point. 
Our biggest complaint is our number seven and number eight defensemen. Yeah. Right. Who who are playing right now because our number one and number five are out. Yep. Correct. Yeah. And then our other complaint is our what? Fourth right wing. <laughs> like yeah. Smith is just floundering. Well, Smith is floundering. Greer Greer's the, the spark is gone for Greer right now. He, he after a heater of a start, he's kind of really cooled off. He had a terrible game. He had a terrible game. I believe it was. I, I actually, I believe it was against Toronto. He had a terrible yeah. game. He sat there and watched the first goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Can't was. Doing he that. was really bad. Yeah, Can't be doing that. That was weird too because he was just so Matthews is is down trying to knife that puck out and just not in the scrum with Bunting and Carlo. Which Carlo, I mean, I kind of would think that he would just shove Bunting over. You gotta win that if you're Carlo. <laughs> but so Bunting has help. Matthews grabs it. And Greer is just like eight feet from him higher in the slot. Just, I mean, I don't even know who you're pretending to cover. What at that are point. you waiting for? Are you, are you for- hoping Carlo wins it and shoves the puck up to you for a transition? Cause buddy, that ain't your job in the bottom. Either that or he's protecting the slot, but he wasn't even protecting the slot. <laughs> yeah. Where did Matthew score from? I mean, not technically the slot, but fuck man. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. That was really bad. And he almost allowed another one, if not for uh, the puck jumping over. I want to say it was Nylander's stick, mm-hmm. but there was another one where he was just three feet behind his his mark, and it was it, it was just flabbergasting because like you had all the time in the world to get there, and you just didn't. But he won the punch in the face contest against the Rangers. Um, so get him in the so, lineup for twenty more games. <laughs> so the Frederick treatment. Just kidding. Freddie's better defensively. No, I think, but well, that's kind the of, thing. Well, kind of, well, in this, in this instance, we're talking, we're talking 1920 Frederick. Absolutely. Fucking Lutley. Yeah, that is the Frederick treatment. Frederick did uh, absolutely destroy <laughs> oh, his good fight. Goodrow? Yeah. Um, I think that was Goodrow, right? Freddie Goodrow. Freddie Goodrow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was and. I mean, those are two big boys going at it. Freddie Gaudreau is 6'5", 235. He, he yeah. was out, out-muscled and he kicked his ass. That was a hell of a fight. Yeah. That was really a hell of a fight. But, but no, it, for Greer, it is a little bit of the Freddie treatment. Got to admit. But Greer will get moved out of the lineup. And with Lauko coming in for games here and there looking really good, and there's other guys we can bring up and do that with. Yeah. Like He got sent down and I got really sad, I have to admit. I, I was kind of like, eh. Huh. Because that position isn't, no one's grabbing it, grabbing it. Lauko was starting to put it together to lock it down. He is. But we Mm -hmm. have guys that can slot in for two games and they look really good and they fade a little bit and you kind of keep rotating and and that fire keeps burning. That's fair. Until Lee Sell just takes over on that three right wing and then that's. uh, Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Or Merkulov, who is just. Just looks great in the AHL right now. Sign Toporowski, by the way. Yeah, that whole team we, looks great right now. Yeah, best team, best team in the AHL right now. Yeah, it's what an embarrassment or embarrassing yeah. spoil of riches for us. We have an AHL prospect that just snapped a nine-game point streak, and he's twenty-one years old. <laughs> mm. I'll take I love, I love yeah. watching that team. Yeah. yeah. Would we like to uh, jump to predictions? We sure would. All right, Andrew, you wanna you wanna set us up? All right, so we have Flames on Thursday. Oh, uh, you don't want to acknowledge the fact that that I won? We already week? acknowledged it. Flames on Thursday. You know what? I don't remember <laughs> acknowledging it. Let's acknowledge it again. <laughs> Thomas clapped our booty cheeks on the first day of the on the first day of the week, and then double clapped him with a double dub by getting a three-one score. Absolutely correct. You should thank Freddie for that. Who was who was the worst in, in differential this week? Hey Thomas, shut the fuck up. Uh, flames. <laughs> flames on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'll start. It was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit nervous about this game. <laughs> a little bit nervous. Good team, but they're kind of slipping right now. They are kind of slipping. Are they and 0, six is... and two in their last eight or something like that? Uh, some uh well it's uh, it's give, bad i know that. it's really bad give me, give me i, I like was trying to give you some i was trying to be, be, uh, strategize a little bit and and point out that this is a very good team uh and then pick for a win and trying to see if i could coax one of you guys into picking a bruins loss but 
I'm uh, I'm at a four two dub. Four two dub. Okay. Four two dub. Okay. By the way, I think Hubert Duber just uh, went down too. He did. He did go down, uh, and they just lost to the Devils. Who, who saw that coming? Besides, no one. Yeah, losing to the Devils. No, no the Devils. The Devils being a good team. Oh yes, no. I was yeah. gonna say the Devils are great. What are you talking yeah. about? The Devils analytically are like juggernaut level. Mm-hmm. I thought Lindy Ruff deserved to be fired. Um, Crow Tartar again. Haven't had it in a week. Ian. And again, Jack Hughes hasn't even gone like supernova. They're doing this with just everyone playing great. Mm-hmm. Who knew it was just, they just need Halak, right? That's the Rangers. Yeah. Take that again. Yeah. Halak. Fucking, um, what's his fucking name? Howla. There you go. There you go. How? <laughs> Howl Too many AK names. Yeah. How uh, Lock. What I, the fuck? I knew what he meant. They might yeah, need a lock. They might fair. need a lock. Blackwood just went down uh, with a knee injury, and he's gonna be out eight to ten weeks. Yeah, that's a bummer, honestly. Mm-hmm. For it's not nobody. Good news. <laughs> Anybody else have a a, a Flames Bruins score, or is it just me? <laughs> Ian, Ian, I guess ahead. I'll go. Uh, the oh gosh, this is this feels like a weird one to predict, right? Because you just you just want to think the Flames are gonna be good, mm-hmm. but they're not. I will go with a four to one. No, I'm gonna go to five two dub. Five two dub. All right. Handsome, handsome score. I like that. I like that. Three two overtime loss. Okay. Um, I think they'll be up for this one. Uh, uh, Daryl Sutter team, the more a losing streak goes, the more pissed off they get. But I think... No, 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 no. That's just, that's his face, dude. (laughs) Bitter beer face! (laughs) Always. (laughs) What an unfortunate looking human being, isn't he? He's a monster. Isn't he like 90? Leave him alone. What are we doing right now? (laughs) Saying that Daryl Sutter is an unfortunate looking human being, please keep up. It's abusive. Saturday night, Bruins at the Sabres. Andrew, you go ahead. Um, have I learned my lesson from predicting against the Sabres? No. Nope. 4-1 dub. They've been really good this year. They've been really good, but I feel a dub. This is going to be such a feel-good moment for them. Mm-hmm. The Sabres are going to beat us, unfortunately. And they're going to, they're just going to, the whole world's going to turn upside down for them. Congratulations, Sabres. You deserve it a little bit. Why are you the way that you are? I, I just am. You not you and someone else entirely. The what reason I don't take these predictions as seriously as I should, like, I, I certainly try to win them, but, like, I don't feel like I curse the team by predicting losses by any means. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do curse the team by predicting wins. So whenever I predict a loss <laughs> and I'm being nice to the other team, it's because I have no faith in myself being right about it. You have to follow your heart, Ian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my heart says the Sabres are going to actually kind of kick our dick in. And, your uh, heart it, sucks. It's going to be a 4-2 loss, but uh, that comes with a late one from us. It's not going to be as interesting as that. I don't like uh, to kick our dick in 4-2 loss. <laughs> it's going to be 4 1 late, and then we're just going to get one. It's like, yeah. Neat. Thomas? Uh, I'm with Ian because I believe this is going to be uh, not Olmark. Uh, I think, no, I it think is. Olmark plays Thursday, and then Olmark plays Sunday, I thought. No, uh, Kincaid's going on Sunday. Montgomery already confirmed it. Did he say that? Yes. Okay, I didn't see that. That doesn't really make sense to me. Second Why not give Olmark that back? extra day? Yeah. Yeah, I probably, agree with that. Probably because Buffalo is the better team. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Which is crazy. It's weird to say out loud. Andrew, sure. Andrew, Andrew, did you hear that? I, Buffalo is the better team. I'm, I'm, close. I'm close. All right. So that, that changes my mind a little bit. Um, I'm going to say 3-2 dub. Okay. I like it. We love yeah. to see it. Was that all three of us? Yes, it was. 3-2 dub for Thomas, 4-2 loss for Ian, because his heart sucks, and a 4-1 dub for Andrew. My heart does suck. It does suck. Ian, what do you got for the Canucks? Remember, Kincaid is starting. We are home for the Canucks. It is a back-to-back. It still is a ferocious 6-1 win. Ooh, you got got Kincaid being strong, or do you Mm -hmm. have Kincaid 
being there and the Canucks giving yeah. up. Kincaid, yeah, the Canucks are only going to get 12 shots on Yeah, that. I was like, going to say, I was like, Kincaid's going to have uh, let by one of the 13 shots that he faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kincaid's going to be doing his taxes. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really leaving myself up for a nasty differential on this week. Yeah. What are you, me? I have us, are, me? I have us averaging. Well, no, I guess I'm lost there, but we're going to score uh, 13 goals this week, according to Let's me. Let's go. Let's go. Love yeah, it. Did you, you, you had six, one, six, mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Okay. I'll tone that down a little bit. I'm going to say four, two. Okay. Little, little bit of sloppiness because Kincaid is obviously a little bit cold at the moment. Mm-hmm. He, but, hasn't played, uh, he hasn't played in a while. Yeah, a little bit. When's the last time he's, when's the last time he's been on the ice for game action? It was in Providence, obviously, but it's got to have been a while. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly. I'm not sure. Shout out to Brendan Boosie. His a shutout in the AHL after getting brought up by Maine. Yeah. So yeah, that, that game was uh, on Nell's birthday. So typically I would go to that if Providence was in, in Bridgeport or, or Hartford for that matter. But uh, that was her birthday party. Happy birthday, Nell. And congrats, Boosie, for uh, a beauty shuddy. So, Thomas, I'm going to call you out a little bit. Okay. Wait, did did Andrew give a score for this one? No, he didn't. This is gonna. This is part of it. Oh. Right. A couple of weeks ago, you told me that you were gonna punish me if I don't get a shutty and predict one. Mm-hmm. It came and went. Yep. I'm saving it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So y'all are cowards. Three O dub. Okay. Okay. All right. You I just want to remind the viewer. I just want to remind the listeners that this was a thing that happened. This was a thing that was said on the podcast. Kincaid Shuddy. Kincaid Shuddy. Chisel that. I don't, I don't know if that makes us cowards. I, I'm just chisel that <laughs> in granite. Chisel that in granite. Fucking take a stand. Put your balls on the table. Three. I, I did a six-one dub. Is balls on the table? That is hundred percent balls yeah. on the table. I'm gonna be honest. I, there's a bigger chance that it's a three ho shuddy than a six one but one of those might be correct mm-hmm. can't wait we'll find mm-hmm. out can't wait anybody got anything else uh i'm i, I don't know at this point i just I, I want all of the negativity to wash away at this point and i'm just so excited to have this team keep winning is it weird though that we got 22 out of 26 possible points to start the season. Oh and I think gosh, Detroit I is, did Detroit win tonight or did last night? Did Detroit win tonight? Uh, hang on. Give me a second. Um, looking, looking, looking. Oh, shootout loss to the Canadians. So yes. Detroit is only down by five points to us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's still five points, but like. Second place in the Atlantic. 22 out of 26 points, man. Can't we have like an eight really point lead or bad. something like that? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> how, how hard do we have to win? harder we're winning as hard as we can Uh, so hard yeah uh before we go a huge loss for just the game of hockey losing peter mcnab this week Mm -hmm. Uh, great hockey presence excellent broadcaster Uh, obviously former former boston bruin Uh, just a big loss for the sport it's it was fantastic. He was a he was a fantastic human being, and you could gather you could gather a hundred people into a room and have them talk for five hours, and not one ill word would be said about him, not one. So, cancer sucks, you guys. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah, it's tough. But so thoughts up. with his family for sure. Yeah. With his family, yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Andrew, you got any closing thoughts? <clears throat> Fuck Jordan Bennington. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm with you. I'm with a little, you. A little extra just to yeah. bookend this show. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mitchell Miller. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. I mean, right now, fuck Mitchell Miller's agent. Stop lying. Dude, it's... <laughs> it's fuck, fuck all of them, really. It's, it's honestly alarming the reality that this guy lives in. Like yeah. how people can be that incredibly off and just not think that they're going to be disproven in any way. He climbed onto a boat that already had cannon fire ripped through it and he climbed on it while it was sinking. Hmm. What are you doing, bud? He's trying to get a book deal or something, but nobody's gonna fucking buy that shit. I, I don't I don't get it. And look, hey, every single person on this podcast will change their opinion if new information comes to light. Absolutely, 100%. 
Like we have no issue when when he first went on that podcast. Not to go over it all again, but when he first went on that podcast and said all that stuff, and I was like, if this ends up being true, I will absolutely make a video and be like, all right, well, something weird happened here. Mm-hmm. But if like Isaiah's working with Mitchell Miller, like I'm I'm more open to the idea because that'd be new information and adults change their mind. Everyone who has made so many. Ugh, everyone acts like it's so black and white all the time. Just everybody failed. Something that is black and white here, everybody failed. Everybody failed this process. Everyone, everyone. Not the players. Not the players. Not the players. I don't want to say that the players were involved in this. Like, fair. Fair. Because they weren't. Yeah, exactly. But, guys, for the players, go bees. Go Go bees. bees. Later, boys. Later.